And in 2 Samuel 9, if you look at verse 1, it says, And David said, 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 Verse two, there was, house, there was one of the there was one of the house of Saul, a servant whose name was Judah. When they called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Judah? And he said, Thy servant is Judah. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul that is in the kindness of God with him? And Judah said unto him, Jonathan, not yet son. And when we hear about this guy that's in the chat, remember, David starts asking for this name. The first thing that we need to do is that when we hear about about this guy, the first thing that we hear about this man is, "Hey, there is something different about him. There is something unique about him." And here's what we see in the story. Here's what we find out about this guy, Mephibosheth. The first thing that we see about Mephibosheth is Mephibosheth is in a place of mistake. Mephibosheth is in a place of mistake for for a variety of reasons. Uh, one reason why it's in a place of mistake is simply because of his family line of descent. Of whom he from. The fact that he is a descendant of King Saul means that he is in a position of shame. And which may not mean a whole lot for us in Western context, but in the Eastern world, honor and shame means everything. Um, the seven seconds in a place of mistake. I mean, just think about like his grandfather. Like if you're reading the story early in First Samuel and you are a family member of Saul. It doesn't get any better. Because Saul is the first king of Israel, and he puts it off, and people are uh, exalted, and he's in a position of power for most of the book of first Israel. But when you get to second Samuel, that story is completely changed. Like, if you're a member of Saul's family, your name is Dredd. Because, because Saul has one, he has, he has rather rebelled, like he's lived, and he's, he's ruled as a terrible king, he's ruled. Uh, with a rebellious heart towards God, like he leads Israel repeatedly to disobey God, to dishonor God, like that's who Saul is, and that's what Saul does, and not only that, but Saul is a colossal failure by the time he gets to the end of his family. Like, he's been a dead colossal failure. And the thing about if you are the nation of Israel, all of the promises of God for you is that you're, like, you're going to go into the promised land, you're going to drive out the enemy, you're going you're to rule, and you're going to have peace in Israel. But what does Saul do when he becomes king? Like, he starts, he starts off kind of promising, he starts off promising, but then he just leads Israel to rebellion against God. And by the time you get to the end of first Israel, when God has promised that I'm going to give you peace to the land that you follow me, Saul has led them to defeat. That's where he's led them. So if you are this guy with Hebeshek, you're not telling people what your last name is. You're not telling people, hey, uh, hey Saul, Saul's my grandpa. Jonathan's my dad. No, you're not people. You're in a place of shame. That, that's his family connection. But not only do you see that he's in this place of shame, but he also see that he's shame. Because David finds one of the one of the servants of Saul and he says, Hey, is there anybody left? And he says, Well, there's this guy, and his name is Mephibosheth, but they don't really want him because he's blatantly cheap. So here's what happens with that. Whenever he's five years old, whenever Saul loses in battle, whenever he leaves Israel, he needs a cheat. Mephibosheth is carried off, but he won't let him back, and he's left, and he breaks his life. And when he breaks his life, like he never he never recovers from that. He can't walk. And for us, for us, like that, that's like, that's hard, that's sad, it's sad that he's a cripple, it's sad that he 